If you're going to try and reinvent yourself, if you're going to try and create a new future for yourself, for your family, maybe for your legacy, if you're going to do that, you've got to be prepared for the criticism that comes from very well-intended people that are sometimes very close to you. They don't mean to, but they're going to tell you you're crazy, you're out of your mind, this isn't going to work, you're too tall or short or old or young or even fat or skinny. They'll tell you all kinds of crazy things to throw you off. They don't mean to. It's just the way the status quo does. Podcasting from Wealthwave Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Leadership Now, the official vision and strategy podcast of Wealthwave. I can't tell you how excited we are to have you here today. This is a day that I've been thinking about for a very, very long time. You know, knowing that we have a chance to, to go out and make history together, to change the world, to have the things that we do make and resonate such a difference with people is, uh, is very powerful. And I believe this is the beginning of the rest of our careers. This is, the, this is the beginning of the future. And so people ask me all the time, why am I so sure about that? Well, the reason I'm so sure is because as you know, we've all been together for a long time. Many of us have been flying in formation for the better part of three and sometimes as many as four decades. And we've seen a lot of these conditions before. We've seen the, what happens when a, a team is ready and tools appear. We've seen what happens when a message gets clarified and people can take a message and take it to the people, take it to the prospects, take it to the people that need to know this. When it happens, it's amazing. In fact, it's been described before that this is a chance to help people make their dreams so much bigger than their fears that their fears almost don't matter. You're in a position where you, you feel something and you know it's right and you're trying to find a way to put the words to it. You're trying to find a way to share that with somebody. You wish it was an episode of Star Trek where you could put your hand on their forehead and they could, they could <laughs> just pull it right out of your brain, right into theirs. If they knew what you knew, if they thought the way you think, they would be able to see what you see and respond accordingly. And part of that is on us as a leadership team to create tools, to create a vision, to cast a, a sort of this, this ability for you to look inside and see what this is, and, and most importantly, to be able to imagine what it could be, to, to imagine what it might be like if, if you could communicate to every single person you talk to the power and the majesty of, of what we, we all know what you feel inside you about this business, the difference you know we make in people's lives, whether they trust us with their life savings or they trust us with their life's work. We've got a chance to, to be in a position to impact them in a very powerful way. Part of, of growing, part of making something big is to find a way to, to push yourself. You know, it's not easy to do. In fact, what's easy to do is to make some money and kind of cool it to kind of enjoy it. You know, that's, that's kind of the dream in some ways. When you're first getting started, you think, I'm gonna work really hard, I'm gonna make a whole bunch of money, and then I'm gonna sit back and I'm really gonna enjoy it. You do, because making money's fun and enjoying money's fun. But sometimes, in some people, and I'm one of them, I don't care about the money. I wanna make a difference. I wanna change the world. And you can't change the world alone, and you can't change the world if you're cooling it. You know, you gotta get out there and you gotta get after it, and you gotta, you got to live this and breathe this with every day. And so I, uh, I read a lot of quotes all the time because I think quotes say a lot about, about things. And so I, sometimes being a leader is fun, but sometimes being a leader is a lonely place because you got to talk to yourself all the time. And, um, and so this is a, a quote that I, I got from Steve Seabold a few months ago that's really resonated with me because when you're trying to reinvent yourself, everybody has an opinion. 
And, uh, and so I saw a quote one day from Steve that said, if you're not being criticized, you're following, not leading. And it really resonated with me because I know that all of us have to do that. If you're going to try and reinvent yourself, if you're going to try and create a new future for yourself, for your family, maybe for your legacy, if you're going to do that, you've got to be prepared for the criticism that comes from very well-intended people that are sometimes very close to you. They don't mean to, but they're going to tell you you're crazy, you're out of your mind, this isn't going to work, you're too tall or short or old or young or even fat or skinny. They'll tell you all kinds of crazy things to throw you off. They don't mean to. It's just the way the status quo does. The status quo has a gravitational pull to it, just like the earth does. And so the status quo is always in a process of trying to keep you where you are. And you've got to say to yourself, I'm not going to stay where I am. I'm going to rise above my circumstances. I'm going to rise above my education. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do things nobody's ever thought about doing that comes from where I come from. There's another quote here that uh, Adam Levine said after the Super Bowl. Did you guys watch the Super Bowl this year? And, you know, Maroon 5 is a very famous band, and he came out and he, he sang and took his shirt off. I do that too, but I'm not going to do it today. <laughs> but but he, uh, he did that, and, and he got hammered for doing it, you know, for kind of being who he is. And he may or may not have a few tattoos, and I haven't done the tattoo thing yet, but I'm thinking about it. But he... Uh, he said, uh, we thank our critics for always pushing us to do better. And that's another mindset I think you have to have. You have to take the, the criticism of people that are looking at what you're thinking about doing, no matter what stage of this business you're at, and you've got to be grateful for it because, number one, it'll help keep you humble. And, and number two, it helps you to fine-tune your thoughts, to fine-tune your message, to fine-tune the way you're being perceived. Because if you can... If you can find a way to take that in the spirit, maybe not that it was attended, but the spirit that you need to take it in, you could put yourself in one heck of an incredible position. So reinventing yourself, why would you want to do that? What, what does that mean? Well, I, I read a lot of quotes about that too, and I, I saw one the other day that said, every day you reinvent yourself. You're always in motion, but you decide every single day. And, and these, these are the quotes that someone like me reads, and I think, you know, that's it. I just got to stay in motion. I got to keep going forward. I got to ignore the noise, and there's always going to be noise. I got I to keep, keep going full speed ahead and just understand that if, if the message we're delivering is right and our hearts are right and what we see and what we envision for, for people that trust us is right, we're going to win. Another quote said, just as established products and brands need updating to stay alive and vibrant, you periodically need to re re refresh or reinvent yourself. And uh, I believe that. I don't think there's any way you can get to any point in your business or your career where you just stop and you just stay right there. I think you always got to have this unsettling feeling inside that you just know there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way I can go faster. I can be stronger. I can have a more passion. I can, I can work harder. You know, there's, there's 24 hours in a day, and I've never met a single person who's ever been able to be productive for the entire 24 hours. So, you know, you're always thinking, for the time I have, the time I'm willing to put into this, how can I do it better, faster, stronger, smoother, more impactful, build a bigger business, have, have more impacts, uh, change more lives? How can you do that? And then uh, I like to watch the show Billions. And uh, one of the things I'll tell you about the show Billions is Showtime Smart. TV's different now. You know, I'm not, I'm not really a TV watcher traditionally because I just don't know how I can lock myself into a certain time to watch a certain show, and that's how it used to be. 
but the Billions is on Showtime. And on Showtime, it's on at 9 o'clock on Sunday nights. And uh, we now have a, a call. Steve Siebold's team has a call he does on, at 9 o'clock on Sunday nights. But this is 2019. So guess what? Billions is a show that's available, the new, ep new episode of it's available on Sundays, the whole day. So whenever you want to watch it, you just go click on it. Even though it's the brand new one, you don't have to wait till 9 p.m. like you used to. You just go watch it. Showtime reinvented themselves. They probably figured there's probably somebody who likes that show who may have a, a conference call with their team <laughs> on Sunday night. So they went ahead and made it available all day. So if I decide on Sunday afternoon while I'm thinking about getting together with some teams, we do a couple calls on Sunday night, that you could, uh, you could watch it and see that. And so uh, last week's episode had a great quote from Bob Dylan on there, the main character's name's uh, Bobby Axelrod. He said, he not busy being born is busy dying. And so that's, that's kind of what you have to have. You have to have that mindset that you're rebirthing yourself at all times, that you look at this business and you say, I'm sure if I really analyzed every piece of this business, it's probably not where it needs to be. It's probably not any good. I'm probably not heading anywhere, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going, to, I'm going to look at this, and if I can just fine-tune every single piece of this all along the way, I can position myself so that tomorrow is better than today, and next week's way better than this week. And next month is incredibly better than this month. That's how you do it. That's, that's how you just constantly have this focus on moving forward. You know, many of us, as I said, we've been flying in formation for decades. We have led innovation before. You know, back in the 80s when I got started, when I looked at this business, I said, well, if, if you're going to be in this business and somebody's going to trust you with your money, you need to have all the licenses because it's not their responsibility to need the thing that you're limitedly licensed for. So you better go get your securities license and have your insurance license and be ready so if, if a situation appears, you can do something about it. And so back in the 80s, we got our entire team securities licensed. And so I didn't know what all that meant. I, just, I felt like that from a passion and crusader point of view was they started measuring securities income. Often, I was the number one earner in the whole company for securities, month after month after month, because I had one of the biggest teams of licensed people. The only person that really beat me on a regular basis was a guy named Hubert Humphrey, who had such a big team that if just a couple people on his team got licensed, they were bigger than mine. And so, but we, we had some very productive people and did a great job. And so that, that was innovation. That was kind of going against the tide a little bit. Then uh, we started using cell phones back when a, when a phone was a place. Do you remember those days? Yeah. When you had a home phone and a, you had an office phone and you maybe even had a car phone. So I had a phone built into my car and had a separate number for it. And I really thought I was a big shot back in the 80s, you know, driving around. And, and, uh, and, and so, but if you did that, you know what people were thinking at the time? You don't need a cell phone. Why do you need a phone in your car? A car's not meant for listening to, or for, uh, for uh, talking on the phone. A car's meant for driving somewhere. You know, so things get reinvented sometimes with or without you. Is there any way you could possibly imagine your life today without a cell phone, without a smartphone? But yet, do you remember the first time you found out that you could send a little message called a text message and how weird that seemed that you were going to take something you've been used to talking on and sending a message across it? It's kind of weird, huh? So then, of course, computers. You know, I, I, I graduated from college the year the, uh, the IBM invented the personal computer. So it was a little bit after my time. I should have been one of those guys saying, ah, oh, you don't need a computer, heck, that's, that's a waste of time. I did my whole thing without computers. You know, you know, you've heard people say that. Well, they were really saying that back in the 80s. And I thought, you know, that may be the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, and, and so uh, I was doing some business with a, a, a mutual fund back then called Pioneer. 
And Pioneer had a, a little disk, a little floppy disk that you could stick on a computer and it would go back and let you imagine what it would have been like if somebody would have given you some money back in the day and, and, and how, how, if they'd have put 10,000 in this fund on this date, here's what it'd be worth today. It's called a hypothetical. Well, if you had a computer, it made that really easy to do and you could do it individually and customize for somebody. It was so fun. And so I got a computer and I got a little dot matrix printer. And then a little while later, I got a laser printer. I had the first laser printer of anybody I knew. And, uh, and, and to me, there was like a coolness to having something ahead of, of the curve. And so when I'd go to one of my clients and I'd show them a hypothetical, they'd go, wow, this thing got printed just for me? Because printing seemed like a process you know, back then. And, uh, and so then you know, using the internet, I was never afraid of the internet. I, just, I felt like it was gonna be this great resource. I, I remember uh, meeting with the founder of our company discussing the internet. And at the time, do you remember how, how all this technology seemed like it was optional? Yeah. Like, you could, but you don't have to. Not to me. To me, I, I felt like I had to. I, I knew that this was gonna be the center of communication, the center of, of business, of connecting, of, of linking information, of, of staying in touch. Um, emailing and texting to me was something that I just felt like I had to get good at. I had to learn how to use. Even though many of us had built the bulk of our business without all that. But it just seemed to me like it was the future and I had to have it. Um, using streaming videos. Today, that seems like the most obvious thing in the world. How could you possibly try and recruit beyond somebody standing next to you if you don't have any way of streaming a video to them and they can get instantly? But yet, you know, many of us build a, lot of, a, a big team and a lot of people and a lot of leaders without having streaming videos. But one day, Steve Jobs stood up and held up a smartphone, and to me, he held up a video player. And so our problem was solved. We've had events like this forever, but we never had any way of getting it out to everybody. Now today, over half the people that are watching this show today are watching it on a cell phone, watching it on a smartphone. They're watching it on tablets, they're watching it on computers and TVs with Apple TV and Roku. And so this, though there's three or 350 people here in our, our, our couple studios, this is, this is way more than that. This is not just the thousands of people watching it live today, this is the tens of thousands of people that are gonna watch the videos and the hundreds of thousands that are gonna listen to the podcasts all over the world. Of, of our messages today that you're gonna hear, they're gonna help you to, to reinvent your mindset, to reinvent your thinking, and to reinvent your business and take it to a place that you've dreamt of. I, uh, I think having a web page today is not optional. That's sort of like your, your modern day business card. You've gotta have a web page. I think you've gotta have an email address from the company that you're with. It's so, if you say I'm, I'm with Microsoft and then you send somebody a Gmail email, that's weird. You know, it's not weird if you're with Google, maybe, but it's weird if you're with Microsoft. But, but so you got to have a, a, a WealthWave email. We're, uh, we're going to try and figure out how to get people to be able to have a How Money Works email. I mean, we, we want to make sure that you can communicate in the most powerful way that's possible out there. Doing these TV shows, you know, none of us uh, are really prepared for this. You know, I, I, I sometimes feel like I have a face perfect for radio. And, uh, it, and so... To, to, to come up here and do this so far out of our comfort zone, you know, speaking at a, at a, at a team meeting, a, a leadership meeting, an event, we've been doing that for our whole lives. Speaking on TV, not so much. That's not really what we, we were all trained to do. Yet, how do you communicate with the world if you can't get the message to the world? So, uh, you know, very fortunate to, to have this technology have evolved where it's 2019, it's not 1982 anymore. 
And you can do this. We're transmitting this in 4K to the planet right now. Full high definition audio and, and the highest definition video you could possibly have that makes our messages and the things we're saying and doing so clear. The, uh, the idea that, that there's a podcast available now, that you can, you can pull up a message about your business, about the specific part of the business that you're trying to build from the leader that you want to hear from, and you can get in your car where nobody's bugging you, and wherever you drive every day, you can turn that on and listen to it, and what, what does that do for you? How does that position you for the future? I mean, just mind-blowing to me. And then uh, social media, you're gonna get to hear from my daughter Krista today. I believe that social media is an extension of the modern-day business card. I think when people check you out, they not only Google your company, I think sometimes they pull up your social media from your company, and they wanna see what you guys have going on. Well, we're gonna make sure that when they look up Wealthwave or they look up How Money Works, they're gonna see the most incredible universe of things about the integrity of our, and, and passion of our vision and our mission and the systems we use to, to build our business and serve families. So they're gonna see that. If you wanna have a social media presence too, do it the right way and tie into us and share things and, and subscribe to things and make sure that you're there where you can, you can kinda of link yourself to it and watch how you can get the message of, of what you do out there. So I want to share some quick numbers with you because I think it's pretty darn amazing. You know, we, we're a little bit like General Motors in that we've had a lot of, a lot of teams kind of come together and decide to fly in formation. And uh, we've, that we've all discovered that all of us together are better than all of us separately. And so we're doing that. We've got just an incredible array of, of leaders that, that know each other and like each other, been working together for a very long time. And we see the power in this. But, but take a look at our numbers. I, I go into the computer and I take all the personal production that's done and I add it up. It's because we have leaders bulletins and it kind of tracks it in a certain way where you got to have a certain amount of legs and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just want to know what everybody did. So I add it up in, in a spreadsheet. And so last year we had uh, 4,280 new associates join our team. Now I want you to think about this. That's a team that four years ago was recruiting about one-fourth of that. We were getting between 1,000 and 1,500 new associates a year, not a month. And, and just doing a good job, very consistent, getting, getting one of the highest ratios of people licensed and uh, very high quality, one of the highest levels of, of what we call persistency, uh, the highest net point ratio. I looked at it last month. We're still number one in net point ratio and, and right up there in, in, in uh, licensing. I think we're number one in that too. So we get approximately half the people that try us as an entrepreneurial venture to get licensed. And I, I don't know why that's not 90%, but, but at 50%, I'll take it when it's a fraction of that for, for our industry and for our company. So that, uh, that resulted in 41.9 million net points. Uh, we ended up uh, last year with 6,643 people licensed and uh, paid $45 million to our team. That's not bad. But then 2019 got here, and a lot of the things we're doing are starting to compound. Compounding of effort is just like the compounding of interest you're going to read about in this book today, okay? And so take a look at what's happened. You take the first four months of 2019, and you take it out 12 months at the same pace. Do you know what happens? Take a look at this. We end up with almost 9,000 new associates, up 109%. We end up with 77 million points, up 84%. We end up with 9,418 licenses, up 41%, and we end up paying $82 million to our team in 2019. That's where this is headed. Now, uh, with any momentum, 
with some, some extra compounding with maybe what comes out of events like this that we're gonna start doing. Because we're gonna have green carpet days on Friday and a training like this on Saturday every month. So you can be here live or you can watch it on live stream. But you're gonna get the messages of the things that we're doing delivered to you with, with device delivery. That's a, a new word I'm gonna start using. But, but any time you have growth of five to 10% in a normal business, you're considered to have an incredible year. You start having growth of 50, 60, 70, 80, maybe even 100%, that's unheard of, especially for a business that's 38 years old. Now, there, there is some, some advantage to flying in formation with leaders like we are, but I'm telling you, the growth is here. And I just wanna make sure that this growth is your growth, that you, you and your team are experiencing the same things. This will make a huge difference. So today, I'd like to salute all the leaders that are, that are following us towards your dreams. You, it takes courage to do that. It takes, a, it takes a vision for yourself, for your future, for what you're doing. And, and that's really what uh, an event like today and tomorrow is all about. I'm sorry that we had to do part of it on Sunday. I know most people like to take Sunday as, as a day of rest, and we do too. But if you're going to try and conquer the world, sometimes you just have to do it. And uh, this, this is such a, a bunch of new stuff, and it's such a... Such a, 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 a new things to learn, we had to get you guys in here and learn it faster and do it bigger. So I believe what this is like, this is like the taxi cab industry before Uber took over. That's this moment right here. I think this is like the movie business before Netflix took it over. It had been the same way for generations. This is like the hotel, the lodging business before Airbnb took it over. That's kind of the moment we are right now. This, we haven't taken over anything yet, but I feel like, I feel it coming. I, I think it's right around the corner. I think with, with with what we're getting ready to launch, with how money works, with uh, Steve Siebold on TV and in the media, and all the things we're gonna be doing, I think we've got a chance to take our cause, our root crusade of what we do for families, and make it more out there than ever before in such a big way. I wanna share with you a video I watched the other day that just blew my mind. There's a video available on Amazon Prime and you can get it on iTunes called In Search of Greatness. And if greatness is one of your goals, and I hope that it is, then you need to make sure you go get that video and watch it. It will blow your mind. I've watched it a half a dozen times already. And, and it's, it's all about Wayne Gretzky, Pele, Jerry Rice, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, and Serena Williams. And it's about the components, how out of, out of a world of seven and a half billion people did these athletes become the ones? What made them different? What made that possible? Uh, all of them said if their sport had a combine, they would have been probably one of the lower ranked people on it because they didn't have the stats. You know, just like you probably heard that about Tom Brady, he's the worst quarterback that's ever been measured in those quarterback combines, ever. And he's got the most rings. Isn't that fascinating? Because there's not a test that can measure the heart of a person, right? Or a good business leader. And I believe the principles of sports apply directly to the principles of business. I really do, and so stats can make can, can make you look at something, but I, but I don't think they tell the whole story. That's why I don't really pay much attention to leaders' bulletins. I like them, and I'm glad we have them, but sometimes there's things that wouldn't appear on a bulletin that tell me where a team or a leader's headed that let me know this is the one. One of the things I, I always respected about the founder of our company is somehow he had like a sixth sense where he could look at somebody and figure out if they might have had what it takes to become a great leader, and he would start putting all kinds of effort and time into them when they hadn't really done anything yet. And that's kind of an art, not really a science. And, uh, and it, incredible results. And so I hope that you'll do that with your leaders and your team. 
This quote from the video said, courses of action which in common sense would lead to one result turn out in fact to lead to the opposite result. Sometimes somebody with the most incredible resume or background, they go into witness protection. You can't even find them, right? <laughs> but, but somebody who isn't supposed to be able to do this, maybe they don't come from the right background or don't have the right anything, they, but they have a fire inside them. They go find a way to do it. So uh, they, they've discovered in athletics on this video, you'll see it, a prodigy development path. Here's the two things that prodigies do in sports, and I think it applies to business. These are the two things. They, uh, they say they can't be too structured, too organized, too analytical. The best athletes started in alleys or small fields. It can't be too rigid, the training. They, they can't lose this great imagination for what it might be like to be good at what they do one day. They need free time so they can dream. And, and the entrepreneurs I've met in this business, that, that describes them. They, they try it all. They, they, they figure they'll specialize later. You don't know if you're going to be a great recruiter or a great producer or a great leader. You just try everything and see what, see what hits, right? Success makes decisions. Passion grows. And so when you look at this and you really figure out that if you have a great formula, a great track to follow, that can lead to incredible results. That could put you in such a great place. Um, fighting for a better way. I believe that inside every entrepreneur, there's, there's a problem you're trying to fix. And, and you think there's gonna be a better way to do it, and so that's what you're always trying to do is try and refine things and say it better and do it better and show it better. Here's the prodigy secret formula right out of this video. These prodigies rage to master a certain domain. They, they look at a sport and they say, I wanna be the best at that. And of that sport, this particular piece of it whether it be Michael Jordan or Tom Brady or any of these athletes that are on this video, they go back and show the part they mastered and how that affected the overall thing. And then they, all of them had the ability to learn quickly. And they said what separates the great from the average is they gotta have both. If you learn quickly but you never master it, it doesn't work. Or if you master something but you don't learn quickly, it doesn't work, you gotta have both. And so I, I, I highly encourage you to watch that video about greatness and, and start getting those kind of principles, that kind of mindset into you. How, how did that work in sports? We'll take a look here. Wayne Gretzky, when he was four years old, his dad took him to hockey games and he tells the whole story on this video. And he sat down, he drew out a hockey rink and he put a pen in his hand and as the puck moved around, he drew a, a, drew a line, just like you see on that. That's actually out of the video. He drew a line and so as you look at that, you can see the dark spots. Guess what the dark spots are? That's where the puck's going to be. And some of you know he's got a famous quote where he says a good hockey player plays where the puck is. A great hockey player plays where the puck is going to be. He studied every hockey game he went to as a little boy and figured out where the hockey puck was going to be, and that's why his nickname's the great one. Think about that. So now how do we do that in our business? How do we study where the, where the business is going to be, where technology's going to be? You know, it's so interesting to me today that a, a person graduates from high school when they got to pick what they want to be when they grow up, and they choose a major and they study it, and there's about a 7 out of 10 chance that the job they pick as an 18-year-old will not even be around anymore when they're 22 or 23 when they graduate. Is that crazy? So how do you figure that out? How do you do that in business? How do you disrupt yourself? That's what we got to figure out how to do here. You guys ever heard of Jerry Rice? He's part of this video. What he used to do is he used to lay in bed with the lights off and take a football and spin it up in the air 
and then feel it in the darkness come down and catch it in his hand so he would know what it felt like to catch it if he wasn't looking. And so, so many of those timing patterns that Joe Montana used to throw to him, he wasn't even looking, but he knew where it was going to be. And he put his hands out and it fell right into it as he's running in full speed. Well, that gave him an advantage nobody's ever had before. Those are the kind of things that I think are so powerful to be able to, to have in business and to be able to, uh, to go out and do something with. So, uh, so 21st century marketing, it's different today than it's ever been before. This is a chance to, to be in business and to, to, to do things in a 21st century way. That's, uh, it's sort of like this. You've got to have the perspective of the past with the technology of the future, with the accessibility of the future, with this reach that only the future can bring you. So you guys know that we've, uh, we've been working very long and hard creating this, this new book called How Money Works. Now, this is the preview. This is not the book. This is, this is 90 pages of a 350-page book. We, uh, we created this version of it so you could see what we're working on, see what it looks like up to this point. These, uh, this is not the first six chapters. This is uh, some, some messages kind of picked out of the book so you could kind of get a feel for where the whole thing's headed. It's got a little bit of the opening, a little bit of the close in it. And, and I, I have to tell you that if this does what I think it's going to do, this may end up being the short version that we get out to prospects. You know, you're going to help us invent all this and figure out what to do. This is, uh, this is like a Kinko's copy of this, so this is not professionally printed. This is just a little thing stapled together, but, but you'll get a sense of it for sure. And, uh, and so we want you to help us to, to figure this out. Is this the version that we, we, we have available that you could hand somebody or you could text or email to somebody? Maybe we create a, a short video for each one of the principals in here that you could share with somebody and get a conversation started or put a link on social media or something. To, to get something stirred up, to get this message out there. So we're going we're gonna to learn together, and we're going to grow together and figure this out. You're going to find out that uh, this whole idea of teaching people about how money works is, is really a fascinating thing. People want to know it. They know they need to know it. But yet, how do they get that done? You know, how does that happen? Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Now, Wealthwave's official podcast. If you like this episode and want to hear more, Check out wealthwave.com slash podcast or Leadership Now on iTunes. Join us each week to grow as an entrepreneur and succeed as a leader in the financial business with Wealthwave.